Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Elizabeth. And my name is Lauren. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Rachel Walden, the Assistant Director in the Office of Career and Professional Development at Belmont University. Rachel has over a decade of experience in career development and recruiting. She has extensive experience as a career coach, marketer, event planner, presenter, facilitator, and relationship builder. She has a passion for helping students find their career paths and is the perfect person to talk about what it looks like to work during your college years. Today, Rachel is going to specifically discuss why having a job during college is impactful for students and how it can deeply benefit a student and their journey of learning, growth, and development. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, Rachel, to the College Parent Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. We are excited to have you talking about all the importance of working during school. So to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about what it looks like for students today to have a job in college? Absolutely. So I sort of group student employment in two categories. One tends to be on-campus employment, which might be a mix of departments that are paying out of their budget for students, but also students who've been awarded federal work-study dollars, uh, which is funds from the government that allow them to earn a specific amount of money per year working for a campus department. And then there are those students who work off-campus. So those positions might be something like retail, hospitality, serving, uh, working fast food, also could be an internship with an employer, and that might be paid or unpaid. So that is sort of a breakdown of when we're thinking about student employment, what students tend to gravitate towards. And it varies quite a bit based on socioeconomic status. So if you're thinking about students who are coming from underrepresented communities, they tend to be more likely to work upwards of full-time hours while they're a full-time student. Whereas students who might come from more affluent backgrounds might only need to work part-time or might be able to do those unpaid internships. So there's certainly some pros and cons, which I'm excited to talk with you about today. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah, going off of that, can you just go ahead and tell us some of the pros to working during college for students? So there are a lot of pros to working during college. First of all, you're making money, which is great. College students need that. As parents especially know, student loan debt is really skyrocketing, and so it does help students to have some additional income to help uh, offset loans or to have some additional spending money. So that is certainly a pro, but coming from the career development lens, our National Association of Colleges and Employers has identified eight competencies or skills that broadly prepare students to be employable after they graduate, so to be hired in an entry-level role. So those are things like communication skills, teamwork and collaboration, professionalism and work ethic, career management, um, working with diverse groups of people. And so these are skills that are gained in the classroom during working on um, class projects with a team in a team setting. This could also be learning a new technical skill working on their resume and thinking about what their career plan might look like. So they're, they're doing a lot of these things in the classroom, but also the work setting is a perfect place to gain some of these skills. So you think about a student is required to show up on time. They are working with different colleagues. They are showing they're self-motivated. They're working with people from a lot of different backgrounds oftentimes. And so they're really developing a broad skill set that can prepare them, that they can translate to employers regardless of what their field is. They can share how they're prepared to be 
a career ready graduate. So that that's one of the the other things. I think also just learning about that time management balance as a pro because they might be juggling classes and then their work schedule. Maybe they're also interning. They're also trying to have a social life as a college student. So, but it is it's good to sort of prepare them for life after graduation, just utilizing those time management skills. All right. So now that you've talked on some of the pros, there's another side of that coin as well. So can you talk on some of the cons of working during college? One of the things I was looking at as I was preparing to be here today is, you know, are more students working now than they used to be? And what impact does that have on them? Um, Because as you can imagine, being a college student is pretty time intensive. It's um, it's not easy to be a college student. And so adding something else to your load, like working, can add some stress to students. The U.S. Department of Education reported that in 2017, 43% of all full-time undergraduate students and 81% of part-time students were employed while enrolled in college. So if you look back to 2000, I would say there is a little bit lower percentage of students who are working now than, you know, 20 years ago, but it's not that much lower. Again, I mentioned this earlier, but thinking about working while you're enrolled can be harmful to student outcomes because they are trying to balance their time with a lot of different things. College students today are tend to sign up uh, and volunteer for a lot of things and get involved, which is fantastic. And making money is a really important part of it. But one of the things that can take away from is certainly their focus on their academic career, as well as thinking about what type of employment they're gaining. So students from low-income families and other underserved groups are less likely to have jobs that advance career-related knowledge and skills. So what that means is Students coming from these low-income backgrounds, oftentimes they're first-generation college students, they are working upwards of full-time, and they will choose to work a position, for example, at Chick-fil-A, making $15 an hour, versus making minimum wage on campus, which is $7.25 here in Tennessee, um, in a role that might be better aligned with their career path. So... This is certainly understandable because they're making twice the amount of money. They have bills to pay. Oftentimes they have family obligations they're helping with. But it does present prevent them from gaining some of those transferable skills that might really look better on a resume and prepare them for life after graduation. So um, certainly those from underrepresented communities are not the only ones making that choice. Students looking at a job that pays $15 an hour versus $7.25, certainly more appealing to me. But we do want to empower our students, especially those that are working many, many hours, 30 to 40 hours a week, to gain the skills and experience they need to be marketable when they approach graduation. This is really helpful information. And just like thinking through the pros and cons, they present a lot of different aspects to consider for students and for parents to consider for their student. So I'm just curious, as somebody who works in the Office of Career and Professional Development and and sees students all the time, what is your personal opinion on this? Do you believe that every student should be employed or maybe even somehow making money for themselves during school? Great question. And I think as with a lot of career advice, it comes down to the individual. I will say overall, a student who has worked, whether it be as a hostess or as a waiter or at a summer camp, they're graduating, showing that employer that they were able to show up to work on time, that they were able to work with different people. They 
might have had to set goals for themselves, manage money. So a lot of different things that can really make them marketable, even if it's not directly related to their field. Um, so having having work experience is helpful. Having work experience or internship experience, which I know is slightly different in the field that they're planning to pursue is even better because they're going to be able to showcase that to employers and help the employers understand how their skills and experience relate to a particular role or to graduate school if they choose to go that path first. So thinking about those students who have gained that work and internship experience, they're going to be more marketable to employers. A student who graduates with zero employment history zero internships, not a lot of involvement on campus, is going to have a lot harder time finding employment in their chosen field or even employment at all. So I'm not here to say someone should work as many hours as they can and make the most money they can, but it is really important for them to think about how the extracurricular activities, um, including work, align with their chosen career path. And it also is helpful because it it allows students to explore different types of jobs and think about what kind of work environment they might want to be working in. So for example, if a student is working, maybe they're a business major and they're working in a sales associate role in the mall and they realize, you know what, I really prefer working independently. I don't want to work with a lot of people. Maybe I want to pursue something that is more um, sitting at a desk or you know, vice versa. If a student is in a particular job where they have lots of independent time and they just really despise it, um, that helps them understand, okay, I really need a, a job where I'm working with a lot of different people. So not only does it allow them to make money and gain experience, but it helps them figure out what they do and don't want to do going forward. Yeah, figuring that out is super important. And college is a great time to do that. And you've already touched on this like a little bit, but are there types of jobs that you think college students should seek out over others, or does it just kind of depend? One thing that I encourage students to do at Belmont is to check out on-campus employment for a few reasons. There are some positions that do pay more than others. They don't all pay $7.25. However, working in a college setting you are going to have more flexibility with your schedule. So for example, in our office, we have a team of peer career advisors who help review student resumes. They provide career coaching advice. They talk with employers. And so they're gaining some marketable skills, even though the three we have right now are all in different majors. They can apply those skills to what they're doing. We also understand that their academic career is a priority and comes first. And so if they have a really big test they need to study for with advance notice, we're fine for them to reschedule a shift or just skip a shift in order to have that extra time to study. We also want it to be a learning experience for students. So one of the things that we've also done over the last three years or so is worked with a student employment coordinator on campus to provide training on those eight career readiness competencies and to help students think about how can you be seeking out relevant projects and experience in your campus employment that will help you get to where you want to go. We've also done training with hiring managers, so faculty and staff members who supervise students to help them see that it's not just about answering the phone. We can give them really meaningful work that adds to their experience, adds to what they're gaining during their time in college and makes them more marketable. 
We also, for example, with student employment, there's a really a variety of positions. We hire interns in our office. So we hire social media interns, data analytics interns, employer relations interns. So we're looking to give those students a paid opportunity but also a paid opportunity on campus where they don't have to have transportation that allows them to work towards their goals, their future career. Now, you touched on this a little bit earlier as well um, when you started talking about pros and cons, but what are some of the differences that you noticed post-graduation in, in the students who do work during college? A few things come to mind right away. The first, as I mentioned, is that it becomes a lot more difficult to gain employment and especially to gain employment that would require a college degree. Um, And not to say that every single student is getting a degree to um, achieve that goal. Also, we're, you know, sort of um, generalizing thinking about the majority of College students, at least at our university, are recently graduated from high school, and they're tradi- what we consider traditional students. For non-traditional students, they might already have a career um, and be working and have a family, or maybe they're doing it because they want to just advance their knowledge in a certain area. So sort of looking at what is the the demographic information when you're thinking about what they do after graduation. But the lens that I'm coming from working with mostly traditional students is that those who graduate without any employment experience really don't have a lot to put on their resume or talk to employers about. They also don't have as much experience working in different settings. So dealing with conflict at work, dealing with a difficult customer, um, they don't have those stories or examples to share in interviews that really make or break uh, a student or a recent graduate gaining employment. Um, A lot of the times students are gaining these things through their courses anyway and through work experience and even if it's, you know, a leadership role on campus or volunteer experience. If they're not able to articulate those things, it makes it a lot harder again. And so it's so important for students not only to gain those skills and that experience, but also to be able to market them to employers. Um, And then, you know, thinking about Those students, I think, tend to be able to manage their time a little better because they've had to balance multiple things. They also have references they can provide. So it's really important that they have three to four solid professional references. Those can also be faculty members. But previous supervisors, people that can attest to their work ethic, that's going to be a really important part of the hiring process in order to have people to vouch for them. So I just see it take a lot longer for those students who don't have a lot of work experience. And it kind of um, makes the employers question, you know, were they just taking classes? Like, what else did they do to really prepare for the marketplace? Um, And they also tend to not really know what it is they want to do or have a really good idea of what they're looking for. And so I think they end up in positions that likely are not what they really want to be doing. And it just takes them longer versus those students who do work and get involved on campus and in the community. They're going to be more marketable. They're going to have a better idea of what they're looking for when they're interviewing with employers, and they're going to be able to accept a position that is better in line with their long-term career goals. So with all this being said, um, how do you think that parents can best support their students in encouraging them to find work, whether that be on or off campus? Mm -hmm. Parents are our allies for sure in helping students become career ready. 
sometimes students don't want to hear it from their parents. And so um, if you have questions about how to best um, empower your student to do well and succeed in college and beyond, um, feel free to reach out. Uh, we, we talk with parents all the time just who are curious about how can they best support their student. There's a National Alumni Career Mobility Survey that universities can participate in, and Belmont has participated for the last few years looking at graduates who are five and ten years out of college. And one of the data points shows that students who had a paid internship during college were more likely to have more upward uh, economic mobility in their careers. They were likely to report that they were more satisfied with their work and with their education. So I think for parents to consider if your student is able, and again, this is certainly not every student, but if, if you know your student is able to maybe accept a minimum wage position that aligns with their career path, even if it's for a semester or it's a it's a paid internship, that will help them prepare for life after graduation. So just supporting them in that, um, whether that be, you know, certainly emotionally, financially, obviously is great. A lot of times that is not possible. And so for those parents who have students that they need to work full-time or they need to work quite a bit of hours maybe in an unrelated field because it pays better, just helping them think about the experience they're gaining and how they can talk about that to employers. Also, there are other things that we encourage students to do that don't take a lot of time but help prepare them. So we think about micro-learning. So what that might look like would be, you know, say your student works full-time, goes to school full-time or part-time, uh, is involved, you know, with a campus group, you know, are they interested in managing social media? They can offer to help out with managing that organization's social media. Again, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it's something helpful to put on their resume. Could they take a free Coursera class to learn how to code? Uh, there are certainly things that they can do. And also, the other thing is just talking with people in their field. So these are things that Obviously, they don't pay, at least not right now, but can help them be really prepared to enter the workforce with the knowledge, skills, and abilities they need to get a job and to get a great job that they love. You mentioned there being resources on college campuses that both parents, I mean, mostly students, but even parents could reach out to. And at Belmont, the Office of Career and Professional Development is a great place. Do all universities have this type of office that students could seek out, or what's a common place that would be a good starting point for both students and parents to reach out to regarding these types of questions if they don't go to Belmont? Great question. A few thoughts there. The majority of colleges and universities do have career centers that students and alumni can take advantage of. At Belmont, one of the great things is that we do serve alumni for life through our office, which is not true of every university, but it is true of quite a few. And so that's one thing that I would encourage your student to find out is do they have lifelong access? What does access look like after graduation? And the earlier their student can get in touch with their career center, the better. Because it is going to provide them with that starting point to look at what is my four-year or X amount of year plan uh, to be career ready and to graduate um, and get get a great job or get into a great graduate school after graduating. 
So the Career Center is certainly a great place for students to utilize. I think the, the misconception is that it's only for seniors. And it's not true. We really do see a lot of early career students, freshmen and sophomores, who are working on their resume or thinking about changing their major. Um, a lot of universities, uh, like for example, Belmont has the GPS office, which is growth and purpose for students. So if a student is looking at changing their major, um, some universities do have sort of an advising center where students can go to an objective place and get feedback and look at degree planning if they change a major, add a major, major or minor. And then when we're thinking about financial concerns, every university is going to have a student financial services office. And so that is certainly a great resource if you have questions about on-campus employment. It's typically run through there, especially in regards to scholarships. So for example, federal work study. So I would encourage students to check out the jobs available on campus early on, knowing that there's likely going to be more flexibility. Um, We have students who might only work five hours in our office, and so they're really able to make some additional money, show that job longevity on their resume, but also keep up with their coursework and their other obligations. So those are a few of the areas that I would recommend students um, and parents start with. So you mentioned earlier that... A lot of times, uh, students will choose the higher-paying job over the minimum wage on-campus job, which makes sense. But how do they take those skills that they have learned or those underlying skills from those kind of jobs and make them appeal to employers in their maybe career path later? Yeah, great question. And it's so important for students to be thinking about this. Even as they're working, I would say your resume is a working document, and so As you do things that you think, oh, I want to remember this because this would be a good story to talk about in an interview, just kind of making notes um, because that will help them be better prepared. But again, going back to those eight career readiness competencies, uh, let's use an example. So say there's a student who uh, works for one of our student-run businesses on campus. We have a great entrepreneurship program here at Belmont. So they're a sales associate and There are quite a few things that they do, just thinking of day-to-day. They certainly provide customer service, which is important in any job you're going to have clients, even if you mostly work independently. So you're going to be able to provide examples of how you've problem-solved. Maybe a customer wants something that is out of stock, or they need advice about a gift for someone, or maybe they're unhappy with their purchase, and so you have to deal with some conflict there. So customer service is is a great example. Um, I've already mentioned this earlier, but maybe they're involved in marketing the store. So um, my intern actually works for one of our student-run businesses, and she manages their social media. So it's a very part-time position for her, but she's a sales associate, and she also gets to manage social media and use her creativity skills, which is what she wants to do after graduation. So she's able to showcase that on her resume. The other thing you might think about is maybe is there a website that they're helping to manage or are they ordering inventory or they're helping manage the budget? All of those are things that could apply to certain industries. And so students want to think about if I'm sitting down with someone, I'm explaining my job. The things that I'm going to want to focus on are those things, not I swept the store every afternoon. Like I answered the phone. I I was the key holder. I locked the door. So you want to think about those soft skills that they're developing in those specific examples they can provide that set themselves apart from any other sales associate 
position posting, you know, when you're thinking about the description and they want to articulate those skills and experiences on their resume and then also be prepared to talk about them in interviews. That's great. So are there any other things that parents should be doing with their high school student to determine whether or not their student should find work in college? Yeah, I think to start, you know, every student will do the FAFSA. And so looking at what their financial aid package looks like, are they awarded federal work-study dollars that can allow them to earn typically up to $2,000 a year for working on campus or for Belmont, they also can work for a nonprofit in the community. Um, One thing that can be an issue for a lot of students is transportation. So if you're thinking about employment off campus, for example, my undergraduate, we uh, were not allowed to have cars unless we lived a certain distance away. So getting off campus was tricky. Also, a lot of students can't afford to have a car. And so is there public transportation available? Do they have a way to get to work if they're working off campus? Um, A lot of our students are able to walk being right down from um, Hillsborough Village and Music Row. A lot of them are able to just walk to work. That also is weather dependent. Um, transportation can be an issue in Nashville. So you want to think about that public transit and what that looks like. And then what their course load looks like. So if a student is pre-med and they know they're going to be doing a lot of additional research and maybe shadowing and it's going to be really intensive program, but med school is their dream, they want to think about, you know, if they need to work, how can they work, but also still succeed in their in their academic career. And also just talking with their students about time management, having those conversations with high school counselors early on, as well as uh, those admissions representatives that are happy to answer any of those questions as you are looking at different universities and how a university supports students who are wanting to work on campus or off campus. Awesome. This episode holds a lot to think about, but if there was just like one thing that parents and students alike listening could leave this episode knowing or thinking about what do you think that would be students right now are so overwhelmed and so if I could leave you with one thing it would be to provide that encouragement to your student whatever their path is whether they work full-time whether they don't work at all uh, regardless of what that looks like just be an encouraging presence in their lives and be supportive and I think that that at the end of the day is what our students need the most That's great. Thank you so much for that. All right. That's about all the time we have for today. So as we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Rachel Walden for taking the time to be a guest on our show. If you want to learn more, check out our other The College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day and see you next time.